We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good with it? It's been a while since we did the primetime thing. Lucky that the podcast of your boy, Sean Davis. The Nora boys are in the building. That dude, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. You see the title right down there at the bottom. Big or small steps. There's no dame taking big steps or small steps on the market screen. We're also going to talk about that kind of Nick Saban would be a great – Nick Saban would be like Logan Roy, or he is Logan Roy or Tony Soprano mm. in college football, bro. Mm. He is that Talk dude. About it. Talk about it. The dude that you love, like you, you, you see why people can like him, you respect him, but he's so disrespectful. Yeah, when he speaks without doing it maliciously, and he's done it once again in the athletic talking about NIL and talking about it's about to get worse. If you thought there was disparity in college football, it's about to get worse. And coming off of the class that he just signed that had a lot to do with NIL, I see why he feels that way. Marcus Freeman ranked 30th. 30th left amongst head coaches in college football. Mm. After one year, mm, well, we can talk about it. We can see where he, if he deserve, deserves to be a little bit higher. We'll get to some other things. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How was your weekend, Luff? Great weekend. Got a chance to uh, really take a step back, relax. You know, Memorial weekend, saw the game seven. So, uh, you know. Didn't I tell you? I told you last week, bro, before game five, I told you there would be a seventh game on the holiday. Did I not? Yeah. I know the NBA, bro. It's all about money. Once the Lakers got swept, I was like, they cannot have two series in this early. It can't happen. Can't happen. It can't happen. Game six was actually that that ending was bananas. Yeah, I think that was the real game seven um, that we could have hoped for as a fan because game uh, the real game seven after it just seemed like Celtics came out flat. Like they really thought they probably stole a win in game six, and there was no. I mean, on the first series, your best player twist his ankle like off the tip. It was off the tip, wasn't it? Something no, it was like they went down and he was on the baseline and shot a little floater. It was the first play. Yes, yes, started. (laughs) And I'm like, yo, this this is horrible. Like, game six was like the seven the best game. Yes, because once Jason Tatum got hurt. It was anticlimactic. You already knew what was about to happen. And I think the finals are going to be the same way. Denver's about Denver's about to give the business to the Heat. That's just the way I feel. They do. Bam is, Bam is too small. Bam is too small, bro. But Denver has zero defense. You're right. But Bam is too small. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Bam, look, man, people are finally going to give this big dude respect. You're saying – he controls like, left. He controls the entire game, bro. I agree with you. But and who's gonna who's gonna stick like, Jamal Murray? You're saying it. Jimmy Butler can rotate on that if he needs. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Because they're gonna get killed on the boards if they do that. On the boards, I don't think they're a rebounding team. They definitely Ooh. don't have. To- Oh, they, so, they have offensive second chances for sure because of Jokic. But you're saying Bam's too small. As listen to me. Down Jimmy, something. would you agree that Jimmy is – Jimmy might be their best rebounder? Yeah. If you have him out front chasing Jamal Murray, who's going to rebound? But they as a team crash the boards. That's what makes the Heat special. All of Come them on, guys crash the boards. All Mm-mm. of them. Mm-mm. Five, games. Five, five games. Five games. Five games. 
you making it seem like Jokic is going to be backing down Bam and dunking on him. That's not you, even his game. You do realize that the two games game. you do realize the two games they played this year, Joker had a triple double against. Yes, Bam. yeah, Joker. He's been averaging triple double all playoffs. That's dude. All oh, I'm yeah. saying. Uh, all I'm saying. Because I know what that big dude is going to do. Yeah, he's going to give you he's See, Bam, 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 is going, Bam is going to have two or three games where he disappears. He does it every series. Yes, he does it he every also, series. He also going to give Jokic trouble because he's going to be putting them fouls on him too. Oh, that's so he, – but he's only going to do that two games. <laughs> he's only going to do that two games. Yeah, I, I got the Nuggets in five. It might go six for business purposes because, you know, the oh, NBA likes that, that sweet that spot. Little? That sweet spot is six games usually for the finals. That but if, little? But if they let it ride out, Denver, they'll handle Miami in five. They'll handle them in five. They beat them, they beat them by six. They beat them this year without Jamal Murray. But you got to think about it. As I think in Miami. It was in Miami. They beat them without Jamal Murray. And Miami lost to Atlanta in the play-in play tournament. So what are we talking about? I'll let you know how much I think of Miami. <laughs> But at the same time, mm-hmm. and Jokic averaging a triple double there every game, the Lakers series every game was winnable. Man, every game was winnable. Every Man. single one. Every single game in that in that opportunity was winnable. So Jokic can have a triple double, but the game's gonna be close. I don't care, dude. They beat. I think the combined total of. They outscored the Lakers by what 13 points in that series? Yeah. It was a sweep, though. It don't matter. <laughs> he told it don't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay. That's you four W's. That was four W's and zero losses. I don't okay. care how, how many points they won by. That's okay. It's not gonna be a uh as clean as you think it's gonna be. Five Man. games is disrespectful. Yo, so. One of the highlights of my holiday was turning to ESPN, I think, in the third period, and Duke had just gone on a run after being down 6-1 at halftime in the men's lacrosse national championship game between Notre Dame and Duke. And... Duke goes on this run, and then the next thing you know, yo, Notre Dame gets the huge goal right before the fourth, reestablishes themselves, and then they come out of the fourth and just dominate defensively. Let me tell you something, bro. That's a physical game, bro. Lacrosse? I was like, wait a minute, you can body check a dude? I know Notre Dame, one of Notre Dame's players came, <laughs> tried to juke and came down the middle, and a Duke player caught him with a nice little forearm. Mm. I was like, oh, that's legal? Mm. We can do that? Yeah. Apparently. I was like, oh. But, yo, I think that for me, there was a moment where I think it was still kind of like a two or three goal game in the fourth. And there was a scrum that went on for about 30 to 40 seconds. And both teams were going crazy, slashing, scooping. And Notre Dame was able to come up with the ball in possession. Well, I don't know if it's called the ball. I'm sorry. They were able to get game possession. 
and eventually get another goal. And that was pretty much lights out. But it was like the fight for that. Like Duke was, man, fighting for possession to get back in. It is it is absolutely amazing. And congratulations to the Fighting Irish from Notre Dame, Coach Corgan, their leadership. You had players playing with pool hamstrings. Mm. Man, the goalie. That dude was awesome. I see why he was the national the uh, goalie of the year in conference. It was a very enjoyable. It had been 35 years for them as well. They went up to the link in Philly, came back, had the disappointment of not making the bracket the previous year and having a bracket in their locker rooms as motivation and just finishing things off, man. And, and it's funny because I didn't notice how – this just shows you how the, the athletic community at Notre Dame is tied in because there were so many football players on social media like Jerron Jones and Sean Crawford, Troy Pride, that were like, yo, either they had been there during a tough season where the team lost in the playoffs. I think they lost the national championship to Duke in 2010. So some players that were around during that time spoke about it. It was absolutely amazing to see that athletic community from Notre Dame come together and support. And, of course, Marcus Freeman was there, you know, in the link. Great, great time, great way to spend an hour of my Memorial Day. That's right. Now, I want to clean something up because, you know, after the show, I'm going through the comments from Friday, and some people – um, had a misunderstanding about some people felt like that you well not even you they included me in this that somehow we disrespected Memorial Day and I was like uh, context our conversation about Memorial Day was about holidays and food and cooking left was clear that Memorial Day is not one of the big days that he gets up to grill. Like I, it's just not one of those days. I just yeah, because that was that was my question. That was my question to left. Like, yo, are you going to grill? You know how much you're gonna eat? And you were like, nah, this is one of those holidays. I just don't really get into it. I don't, you know, it's not a big deal. Had nothing to do with the purpose of Memorial Day. It wasn't a disrespect of Memorial Day. We both understand what Memorial Day is. I'm just trying to clarify because people were going off. They were going, man, when I tell you people went left, literally misunderstanding the conversation we were having, bro. It was like, what are you talking about? But neither here nor there. That's clarified. Notre Dame gets ready to embark on the month of June. What's in the month of June? You have Junior Day, Irish Invasion. You also have recruiting weekends. If you missed Friday's show, first of all, congratulations to Ryan Roberts and his beautiful wife on their second child that came into this world over the weekend. And I believe they're back home and speaking with him a little bit earlier or seeing his post. And that's a great thing. Everyone seems to be healthy. 
And um, that's good. But I will tell you this, Notre Dame received some very good information. Uh, it seems as if Notre Dame, but this right here, it is very apparent. Can, let, let me throw this out there, bro. So <laughs> remember the update I gave on Justice Scott last week? Yeah. Okay. So I gave an update on Justice Scott, and I was talking about everything that um, Miami's doing and how they're worried about the distance thing, and they know that's a huge hurdle for Justice Scott. The lengths they're going to to have former former Miami players that are from Chicago to reach out, talk to them about how great it is, you know, how you grow up and things of that nature. <laughs> So I happen to be talking to one of those guys over the holiday, one of the former players for the Hurricanes. And uh, he says, and I quote, I don't know, dude. I like him, and I know we're doing everything we can to get him, but he just seems like a Notre Dame type of guy. Mm. This is just our conversation. You know, he's just sharing me the conversations. Like, man, you know, I told him, like, you know, no matter what you choose, here's my number. You know, I'm here for you always as you go through your career, da da da. And uh, he was like, man, just talking to him, he just he just comes across as a Notre Dame type of guy. He was like, I want him to go. But he just comes across as another thing type of guy. And that's coming from a Miami dude. But that Miami dude at one point was also committed to Notre Dame. So, <laughs> so he has an inkling of what both sides kind of vibe off of and what that means. So let me tell you something, man. When everybody remember everyone was panicking, like, oh my God, oh my God, Justice Scott isn't visiting. He doesn't have a visit for Notre Dame. None of this and that. And I'm like, dude, he's 70 miles away, man. He's like, there is no plane tickets. There is no planning involved. He literally can wake up and say, yo, I'm going to Notre Dame. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. But usually the thing that's good about Notre Dame guys is guys that seem like Notre Dame guy usually are. There's not too many guys that are mm -hmm. recruiting Notre Dame that you're like, I wouldn't guess Notre Dame recruited you. It's just not too many guys like that. So usually Notre Dame does a good job of they're giving you an offer. You're usually fitting into that Notre Dame um, type of guy that's more than a football player. So mm. – uh, it's an essence about you, and I think if, especially if he likes Notre Dame, you know that attraction is is there. It's it's hard to to see the other fluff around recruiting when mm -hmm. you are identified as a Notre Dame guy, and you know you get to you buy into the uh, the perspective that you're a Notre Dame guy. So there's certain things that you. Uh, hold close to you that are valued to you in terms of your recruitment and different things you're looking for at school. And so the things of, 
it being the money, like NIL, or, you know, we give you the biggest and baddest, whatever, while you come here or to get to come here, uh, it's not the same effect. You know, you got guys like Torrey Hunter Jr. who could have went and played baseball somewhere, mm. who had other opportunities to play to where he wanted for college football. He decided to come to Notre Dame and play football. It just shows you that, you know, if you come to Notre Dame, that means you, in, in a lot of respects, are a Notre Dame guy and the things that typical top players would want. It, it, they're important to you too, but they're not the things that are um, making your decision for you either. You know what's funny, love? Take the big time. This goes to the bigger, small steps. That's the question of the day. Do you think Notre Dame over the last year has taken big steps or small steps to winning a national championship? LL question of the day. The Justice Scott thing is what, like, look, not getting him out of Chicago would be a huge, just wouldn't be good, right? They have a lot of kids coming in in June that they need to be locking in on. I don't think this June would be the domino effect that June 2022 was, in my opinion. We just learned, I believe, just an hour or so ago, Caleb Beasley, the number one defensive back in the class, Mike Mickens. Let me tell you something. This dude, Mike Mickens, bro. Hey, man. We not, we might not see Mike Mickens at Notre Dame in another year or so with the job he's doing. Yeah, right. Mike Mickens, man. I'm telling you. That cat, Mike Mickens, is, yo, he is not playing around. Caleb Beasley has locked in a visit. According to reports for September the 22nd, you know what weekend that is. That's right. You know what weekend that is, baby. That's that's prime time. That's the bright lights. September 22nd through the 24th. And the rumor is that he has connected his recruitment to the same weekend that Justice Scott plans to visit Notre Dame. So look at that. Look, man, it is very similar. I think Brian Driscoll said this, but um, Christian Gray was my my kid, my focus. He was in my region last year. And every time I talk to Christian Gray, I would tell everybody, like, yo, he's a Notre Dame. Like, he's, I think he's going to Notre Dame. And even when people felt like LSU and Ohio State had taken the lead, I was steadfast. I'm like, nah. That's why you take the chance to get to – that's why you take the time to get to know these kids. Like, get to know them. Find out what makes them tick. Learn their personalities. So you can sift through the same responses that they give to everybody else for the same questions. So you can feel the vibe. And you can tell when he talked Notre Dame – Notre Dame was special because of Notre Dame's connection to his grandfather. And he all, it was like every time I talked to him, that came up somehow. So wait, so even when you heard reports about Ohio State, LSU, it was just like, okay, Notre Dame was locked in with this kid. He's locked in with him. So Justin Scott is the same way. Someone just asked Brian Driscoll on his show Friday, 
What is it that Sean feels different? What? Why does Sean feel different about Justice Scott than you do? Because I've looked him in his face. Nobody else has looked him in his face and talked to him. I've looked the young man in his face multiple times and he shared information with me that he didn't have to share, that I didn't ask. He went above and beyond to give clarity to situations. So when someone opens up and is that honest about things, you tend to believe what you hear from them and you tend to believe and know who they are at heart. So when I hear that Miami is really worried about him wanting to stay home and that being a big issue. <laughs> Yo, I, how long have I been saying proximity, proximity is going to be huge? How long have I been saying it's going to be really hard to get him out of the Midwest, regardless of what school he chose? You know, so I just believe the kid. That's it. I believe the kid. You know, and some people felt like they tried to connect it to the Carnell Tate thing last year left, which was funny to me because Carnell Tate did two interviews with us. And not once did yeah. we say, oh, Carnell Tate's coming to Notre Dame. I wrote an article after his visit in April the visit where his mother wanted no part of Notre Dame because of Brian Kelly, that's documented. He begged her to take the official visit. Yeah, because he said, I'm trying to win over my mom. Too. I'm trying to win over my mom, right? And they left. Everything went great. Notre Dame was back in the picture because they, they were out of the picture. They got back in the picture. He was the one that asked for the official visit. And the next thing you know, something happens on the phone call. His mother gets irritated, and that's the end of that. You know, everybody was hitting me like, what happened? Nah, 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 nah. He said this, he said that. He's welcome to change his mind, as well as his parents. All I can tell you is what he said about the visit. Thanks. That's recruiting, man. You take people at their word. There were a bunch of people that took Peyton Bowen at their at due. Except for Ryan Roberts. I will give Ryan Roberts credit. Two months before, it was October, Ryan Roberts said, I don't believe a word coming out of this kid's mouth. Mm. This is two months before signing day. So that's what I'm saying. That's This is why you have conversations with these kids. Because eventually, they're going to show or expose themselves. Or you're going to come to believe and know who they are. And know what they're telling you. And that's it, man. That's absolutely it. So to hear that Caleb Be And Caleb Beasley is the same way, right? Yeah. We're hearing this. Caleb Beasley has been flirting with Notre Dame. He, I think he locked in with Tennessee because that was the vibe. Mm. He's a Tennessee kid. Tennessee had a great season. They're vibing. They got Nico and Believer. It's a lot of things going for going their way. It's a local thing. He hopped on it with some of his boys. Like, yeah, I'm committing. 
I mean, he committed the weekend of the Alabama win, left. You know that's all about momentum, bro. Yeah. And Marcus Freeman and Mike Mickey stayed on. Why? Because going back to the Irish invasion, which he was at Notre Dame for the Irish invasion last year, they believe he's a Notre Dame guy. Yeah. And they stayed on him. And every time Marcus Freeman shows up at his high school, whether it's for a basketball game or something else, that kid is giddy. He is giddy. Like, oh, man, Marcus Freeman showed up for my game. He's tweeting it out. Like, oh, that's why I asked the question. Like, is Notre Dame making big or small steps? Because I can't tell you the last time that Notre Dame was going after big fish trying to flip them. Yeah. From another school. Like, if you guys know somebody in the chat, let us know. I can't think of the last time left that we went after somebody that was committed to another big-time program. But that's huge. That is huge. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited, pretty excited that we we get a we find one of those uh quote unquote rare recruits that are at the five star quality or, or talent or ability mm-hmm. and it's sold on what Notre Dame is selling. Usually the group of five stars that we're recruiting the top of the top are guys that are persuaded by things that aren't Notre Dame good stewardship qualities. Mm-hmm. And for a guy to you know, buy into that being that he has all the attention he does from the schools that uh, are pushing other things. This is the success of having and doing it the way we do it is that if we get a guy that's like that, of that stature, of that rank, of that eliteness, he's coming to Notre Dame if he's a Notre Dame guy. If you a guy that's offered by Notre Dame and, 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 you know, all the, the fancies, lights and glitters are, are a part of what is pushing your decision. That's how we lose most of them outside of not being uh, recruitable, quote unquote recruitable. But when you find that silver lining of that elite five star that is bought into what you are pushing out there from a good stewardship, no NIL, Four for 40, this is going to impact you when you got gray hairs and not, maybe not in the immediate future. We're going to get them. But it's just not enough of them every year to make it the team that we feel like we should have every year on a recruitment level. So out of 25 stars, out of the 20, there might be two Notre Dame guys in the whole group, maybe. Maybe. And out of those two, only one is confident to give a Notre Dame a serious look because he got every other big school from Alabama to Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, talking about why are they even in your top ten? 
in most five stars fall for it because they're only looking for the top three. Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. If you won the top 25 stars. Now you're a top 25 star. You might get one out of the 20 that's a Notre Dame guy, but we're going to get them without question. Now we just got to find a way to make it two five stars or three five stars or four five stars that are bought in on the same level as Justin Scott with all the fanfare included. That's asking for a lot, but him being from Chicago, that's a big step up. That's a big help because he's a five-star kid in the Midwest where we're proximity a lot closer than if he was in Huntsville, Alabama. So we got the rareness of a elite five-star generational player that's proximity close. Uh-huh. Saying Keon, Keon, right down the street from yeah. all that influence, right down the street, grew up with it. He probably never watched Notre Dame game until high school, maybe. <laughs> you know, but Justin Scott, on the other hand, grew up Notre Dame, so it's so it's already already implanted. That that Notre Dame green swarm has infected his blood early on. He goes to the Notre Dame of Catholic high schools, bro. Oh yeah, so you go, you go, yeah. So on you the West Side, it do, man. Let me tell you something. Much. This school is this Saint Ignatius, bro. This school is immaculate, bro. That's what I'm saying. So you drinking the you drinking the juice to the point where Notre Dame ain't got to do too much recruiting. It becomes a dream come true at that point. You drinking the juice in high school. You didn't drink the Kool-Aid growing up watching the green and blue. So this is a way easier slam dunk than a Keon Keeley, who you had to tell Notre Dame was in South Bend, Indiana when you first recruited him. That's a hard sale. If he asked him where South Bend is and on, on, on your first visit down to IMG, you 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 fighting up hill. Facts. When you throw out Athens, he's like, oh, that's Georgia. Facts. You throw out uh, Columbus, oh, that's Ohio State. South Bend, where's that? So how are you going to be interested in the school and not being your final three when you don't even know where South Bend, Indiana is? Justin Scott, on the other hand, he's like, oh, South Bend, that's right. It's like 80 miles from, from where I'm standing. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can visualize that. How Keon go visualize walking in the snow for nine months out of the year? How Keon go visualize that? And he didn't even know it snowed in South Bend, Indiana, because he didn't even know it was in. He didn't even know no name was in South Bend. Let alone <laughs> that the wind chill and the, and the snow. He ain't know none of that. Yeah. So it's like, unless we are at that championship tier. You're going to have to have some guys that are, are know a little bit about the school beforehand. And unfortunately, a lot of these five-star guys don't have a great depth of knowledge on the attractiveness of Notre Dame. Hell, they don't even know where it's at. I remember Mike Hyman, a great tight end. Came tight, end. tight end? Didn't yeah. know what his name was, even though he committed, but it was like, oh, this is what it is. It there are a lot of people. Surprise. No, there are a lot of people that are aware of Notre Dame, the brand, who they are, and have no clue that it's in Indiana. No, no clue. clue. You're it's right. Like, it's like it's like you got. I've spoken to people in Chicago. No clue that know about Notre Dame, know the brand, had no clue it was seventy miles away. They think you got to 
got to knock on the closet door and jump in like Narnia or something. You in a whole nother area. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. For a school like Notre Dame, for people to have the such uh, mystery behind even the basic stuff about it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a good thing, you know, from an attraction standpoint. Ooh, that sounds like going to uh, Harry Potter land or something. Yeah. Hogwarts. Instead of it being like, oh, yeah, that's the place that I grew up watching on TV. I got the jersey on. You know, they was always around and can't wait to go. I used to go up there. My dad used to take me, whatever. You know, it's not a lot of stories like this. So yeah. I think because Notre Dame is so elitist as a school outside of a football program, that even regular students are like, damn, that's Notre Dame. Thanks. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's. I don't have no shot of going there. I talked to a kid. Well, I talked to the parents of a kid this weekend that, look, right now as we sit left, I think I have three kids at my dad's church that are like D1 prospects playing big-time high school football in Chicago. And I talked to one of the parents of one of those kids this weekend after service, and I was just like, yo, like, you don't understand how much of a business the game has evolved into. <laughs> but you're about to learn. You're, you're surely about to learn. And they didn't realize that even though their son wasn't being recruited by Notre Dame, he was receiving mail from Notre Dame for academics. And Notre Dame was one of the schools they were considering because they were like, yo, it's Notre Dame. It doesn't matter if he's being recruited for football. Yeah, yeah. We need it's more Notre Dame. Like <laughs> you know, it's Notre Dame. Now, more than likely, he's going to end up going to a D1 school, you know. and But – like, don't, yeah, Notre Dame is one of the schools we're considering because, hey, it's Notre Dame, and they're interested in him because of his academics. And it is what it is. You know, the brand is absolutely amazing. Everybody knows about the name and the brand. But there are a lot of people that if you ask them where Notre Dame was, they would be like, I don't know. I have no clue where Notre that's, Dame is. That's the, that's the, that's the big but the irony of Notre Dame is that the brand is internationally respected, yet yeah. the location of the school is so widely uh, a mystery to a lot of people where they know the logo, yeah. but you say, how do you find the logo pointed out on the map? They have no clue. The interlocking ND. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how they can make that logo significant and valuable to kids that are out of high school. Mm. on a football level. Yeah, you have the elite academic heads that strive to grow up in that. Even the ones that are super smart and and 80% of the kids that go to Notre Dame grew up Notre Dame fans. That's the yeah. difference. You know, yeah. it's not too many kids that you just that you'll walk around on campus that you're like, man, I just worked hard in school and, and this is one of my top choices because I was striving for top schools. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I grew up a Notre Dame fan. My family went here. I 
grew up liking the football games, the basketball games, or all my family history went here, so I went here. Yeah. Oh, I'm, you know, the Notre Dame's uh, the Catholic school is like a feeder school to Notre Dame. So it's it's really a route. Yeah. More so than it is a destination for the top of the top. Uh-huh. Notre Dame is definitely a route, you know, whether it's you go to the Catholic school system your whole life and then that's when Notre Dame starts becoming the 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 public schools you hear about in regular schools. Notre Dame it to to Catholic school programs and organizations and and districts out there in the country. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is the Alabama of, of 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 schools. Yeah, that's the Alabama. That's the number one in the country. If you had a Catholic school, is Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. and a public school, Notre Dame is like number thirty five. And, and 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 non-available because they don't even know what it is. Or if you're a regular student that goes to Notre Dame, your family don't went there. Uh, uh, the the if you were international student, Notre Dame done flew over to your country and set up a booth. Yeah. If you in Africa or something, they done, it was on the corner or something, and they was like, oh, we we do school over here. Yeah. Other than that, Notre Dame ain't in your local libraries and local you know, school systems of this is where you want to be. So maybe it's a branding marketing strategy Notre Dame does where they don't show up in the general places that people uh, would tend to find them and be fans of. It's usually when you catch a Notre Dame, they playing against your favorite team. They not in the conference. Who are these people? You know, so it it, it definitely – uh makes Notre Dame a love it or hate it type of place. Interestingly enough, yep. the people that know about it, love it. If you don't know about it, they just irritate you. And you don't know why. <laughs> half of it because you can't get in. Half of it because you don't know where it's at. Right. Because he's like, why are they good? How are they good? Half of it is that they don't, they don't follow like everybody else follows. But if you grew up in Notre Dame, it's the greatest thing in the world. You can't wait to go and you crushed if you can't get in. Man, into the world. So football and, and the football recruiting and the interesting dynamic of that is that these kids don't care about that. These kids don't care that you got to be a valedictorian and you still might not get in, and you got to have a certain amount of community service hours and be active in your community and be in different clubs and stuff to to even get reviewed by Notre Dame to get in as a regular student. Them football players don't, them five stars don't care nothing about that. So the non-respect or the unknown disrespect for the process Notre Dame goes about recruiting isn't valued to the five stars like how it's valued to the kids that know about Notre Dame or the kids that want to go to Notre Dame, you know, or the Justin Scotts that been around it or has been around him. So it's just a it's a it's a real interesting dynamic. I don't think Notre Dame is ever going to lose that uh, that method of how they go about gaining a student. So it definitely puts a bigger strain on the football program. On a how do you stay within those lines? Well, you have to make the effort, left. You have to make the effort. You have to have a coach that's willing to make the effort, that's willing to sit down at the table with the top programs and fight for the best talent and go and get the kids that are the top talented kids that do fit what you want at Notre Dame. 
like a Caleb Beasley, like a Justice Scott, right? It is, we're going to talk about Bronte Johnson. And some kids don't get it. Some kids mature from what we heard on the message board. He got it. He realized that his opportunity to go to a Notre Dame or a big-time college was being hindered because he was being lazy in the classroom. And he realized, I can do this. I can commit to the classroom, and I can be successful. And hopefully he continues that because it's not just about this last semester. It's about his last year of high school as well. But now he has an official visit set up June 4th through 6th, and Left is going to break his film down as to why he would be a great addition to the 2024 class. So, absolutely. Man, the brand of Notre Dame is just as strong as ever. That's always a big step in the right direction. And small steps like <laughs> Jack Swarbrick kind of switching, you know, national championship from being fourth on the list of priority to number one would be a great help. But We'll see how that goes. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Donald Watt, thank you for the super chat. I am so distinctively impressed how you are both so ably to multitask. You read, respond to the chat. Truly brilliant, truly impressive. Well done. Donald Watt, we appreciate you as always. And then this goes back to what we led off the show with. Uh, Frank Rochelle, thank you for joining us, Frank. Uh, these two are entertaining, but Memorial Day explanation like these two say, keep it real or false. God bless America and God bless the fallen soldiers. Uh, as we started to show off with Frank, uh, maybe you were offended. And if you were offended, we're sorry for the miscommunication. Our conversation about Memorial Day on Friday had zero to do about the holiday. I asked Left, was he going to grill on Memorial Day? I said, are you going to do a lot of cooking on Memorial Day? His answer was no. I just never seen the big deal about Memorial Day. As far as cooking, had nothing to do with the holiday. We're talking cooking. He's saying it's one of those holidays that he doesn't get up to do a lot of cooking, period. A lot of people went left with it, trying to say we were being disrespectful to the holiday. You can go watch the whole week leading up to Memorial Day the previous year and watch me give a heartfelt speech due to the fact that my grandfather and his twin, my uncle, both served in the military. So stop. Just stop. Try to make a mountain, a molehill into a mountain. If it was a misunderstanding, fine. But trying to make it seem like we could care less about Memorial Day or soldiers, that's, that's something I'm not going to stand for out of my own personal experience and out of things that I've expressed multiple times on this platform and other platforms that I'm connected to. So all right, we come back and left returns. We're gonna talk Bronte Johnson, break his film down, and then Nick Saban takes a shot at Notre Dame. What? Lucky Left Podcast. We'll be right back.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.